Hi everyone, this is Jordan Zesh, and this is my mother, Tabitha Elliott. And uh, I'm going to ask her some questions about her success in life and just some things that she does to um, encourage good behavior and uh, things that she does to have a beneficial and successful work life. And um, that's what this is today. So the first question is, what habits do you believe contributed to your financial success? Um. I think certainly being intentional about what you want to achieve. Um, so one of the things that I do every day is I review my goals. I actually say them out loud. So I have a very clear definition of, you know, what I want to accomplish this year, <clears throat> what I want my my habits to look like, um, you know, the way I want people to respond to me. So I actually have very specific goals that I read and it encompasses kind of all the major areas of my life. So I have goals for my family, for my sales volume, um, just for other like habits or things that I'm working on that I review daily. Hmm. So by reviewing daily goals, making sure they're very clear, um, so you know what you're working towards. Yes. It's and a having very, a very, very clear thing. definition of what you want, what success means to you, and hmm. how you break that down into daily actions. Fantastic answer. <laughs> and then we'll get a feature of my grandpa talking about the flooding in his hometown. <laughs> um, next question. What is something you work very hard, you work all the time, but what's something you do to prevent burnout? <laughs> I need to figure that out. <laughs> I can't say that I'm very good at that right now. Um, so I, I do what I love. I think that that helps a lot. I mean, I work in a field where I really enjoy the work. I enjoy the activity that's involved with it, even though it's ranked as being uh, one of the higher uh, stress level jobs in the country, um, selling real estate. There's a lot of problems and conflict and things that go with that, but I really do enjoy it because I enjoy the people and I enjoy problem solving and I enjoy helping others. So it suits me quite well um, because it does take a very high energy level and I get bored kind of easily. So I mm -hmm. think the just the activity and the volume is something that really connects with me really well. So it doesn't really bother me to work, you know, 65 and 70 hours a week because it is something I really want to do. Um, so I think that makes a big difference. Uh, in terms of things to avoid burnout, um, of course, for me with my job, it's hard because there really are no days off in real estate. It's not like other jobs where you can leave the office at, you know, five or six at night and shut it off and go home. Your phone's always with you. And <laughs> we're well aware of this, that, mom. You know, because I was negotiating an offer at dinner tonight. So um, that's one thing that's a unique challenge in the, the role that I'm in. It's kind of like being a mother of an infant. You know, you just don't ever really <laughs> Hundreds of infants. Like, I'm sorry, I'm not up to taking care of you right now. You know, you, you have to be available when people call on you. So it it is um, it is a business with unique challenges. Um, it's something I actually am working on um, writing a book for real estate agents to deal with that issue. <laughs> so I'm making my own list of notes. Um, I have done some things that traditional agents really have not done. Um, burnout probably is one of the major reasons we have such a high fallout rate. Um, so selling real estate is a dream job for many, many people, and a lot of people try it, but we have about 78% of people will um, leave the industry within the wow. first two years. So Almost 80%. That's yes, crazy. Yes. And so very few people actually last. Um, 
you know, some just don't ever really get started and can't get the sales going. But in a lot of cases, even, you know, I had, I had left sales at one point, like 15 years ago when you started in kindergarten, actually, because <laughs> it just wasn't going to work with my schedule um, to work evening and, and weekends. So then I went and worked on the corporate side and had an eight to five job in real estate for a few years. Um, just because of the challenges with that. But at this point I have done a few unique things. Um, so I've hired part-time showing assistants. So if I cannot make an appointment, instead of feeling this pressure to not be able to say no, I can text four people and see if someone else can show a house for me. Um, most agents don't do that. It's, it's a unique thing. Um, but I have some kind of ways I worked around to make that possible. Um, and then you know, just, I've, I've also, you know, I compensate people for that. So, I mean, I'm putting out cash up front. Most agents are always just paid on commission at the sale and they don't pay anyone hourly. I feel like it's worth it to have some control over my time and to service my clients well to pay others when I need help. Mm. So that's, that's one thing I have done. That's genius to it. And you, you don't hear that. It's not common. No. Cause <laughs> I, yeah, I feel like that is a big part of it is, um, in real estate, it probably feels like you're working for yourself almost and you're kind of alone. Yeah. So, um, so hiring people to help you out and pay them hourly is very smart. Mm -hmm. So even though you're still working yourself like 70 hours a week, you do have those moments like, hey, my, my daughter has an important mm -hmm. event or my son is doing something. Can you please do this one thing? So mm -hmm. I feel like um, it's less about giving your hours to someone and more about saving those memories sure. with your family sure. and other important things yes so well yeah. unfortunately because of the you know the advent of the internet internet and um, online signatures and contracts i also tell them that if they if they see the house that they want to make an offer i will still take care of them i will write the offer like any entry-level agent can show up with and open the door that's the easy part you know the hard mm -hmm. part is writing the contract and negotiating and taking care of all the details so I also kept the higher level tasks and, you know, I hired out the easy aspects, but I still kept the higher level tasks. So that way, that's why though, when we get home from that event, I might go sit on my computer yes, and write yeah. offer. The um, next three hours, yes. Yes, exactly. So um, they still know I'm going to take care of them when it comes to the important tasks. Hmm. But yeah, it's just that, that time consuming stuff um, that's easy to hand over, um, but nobody does it. So that's very yeah. smart. <laughs> Uh, my next question is, uh, <laughs> we've kind of already talked about this, but what is it like working so often while also having three kids at home? Well, you know, of course, you are all older and more independent now, so it's a little bit different than it was when you were younger, um, because, I mean, there was a point where, I mean, I can't leave you home alone to go to the grocery store or you might die. So it's <laughs> less pressure now. Yeah, we got past that part. <laughs> yourself and, and drive yourself places. Um, so, you know, certainly there's a very, it's very time consuming to raise children. There's just no way around it. And it's really good, I think, if parents have the time that they need to spend with their kids. Um, so fortunately, I have, you know, three good kids that are also pretty independent at this point. So that certainly helps a lot. But um, one of the things I've had to train myself on was a challenge, and it's in my daily goals that I say out loud every day, whether I do it well <laughs> yet or not, and that is that when I'm with my family, I give them my undivided attention um, because my attention is pretty much always divided. I always have so much in my head and so many things going on that 
learning to focus on what's happening now is something I've actually had to be intentional about because I think that's something I probably did poorly um, early on. It was hard to set work aside. And that was one of the reasons I left sales the first time was I was never, you know, if I was cooking dinner, I was never just cooking dinner. I was also thinking about everything that I was waiting on this call, you know, waiting for a response on a contract. And it was hard for me to be present in the room and I'm sure you've still experienced that at times when you talk to me and I'm not really, yeah, <laughs> not really yeah. listening. but mm. I try to make sure that when, so even just like when I first come home, trying to greet people, you know, be excited to see them like just, okay, you know, when I'm coming home, my family is the most important thing. And so taking time to connect with people. And if that means I don't answer a phone call right now, that's what voicemail is for, you know? Mm. So there's, you know, again, it's that trying to make sure that the people that I'm with feel loved and cared about is really important. And sometimes that doesn't necessarily take all night, but I will let you know secret too. Sometimes when we're watching movies together, I'm not just messing around on my phone. I'm working, <laughs> but I'm still yes. in the living room. <laughs> so, right. <laughs> I always knew that. Yeah. Oh, you knew that. Yeah, that's okay. um, yeah, good. Um, it is easy to get caught up in work so much so that you lose focus on the other things around you, mm -hmm. especially with such a high demand job. So um, being able to switch off of work mode for a little bit is uh, is very good in maintaining healthy relationships. Yeah, and, and I have had this at times too where I just shut off my phone and do nothing for, you know, 10 minutes or an hour. Um, again, that's not something everybody experiences because most people have a lunch break or other things, but you know, if I've had calls coming in nonstop for eight or 10 hours, um, you know, it gets to a point, it can be extremely mentally exhausting just to continue to take those calls. So just knowing when I'm off work, that I'm not going to answer calls for the next hour gives me at least a little bit of a reprieve. <laughs> so yes. it's the downside of being in a very high sales volume agent, <laughs> mm -hmm. all the calls. <laughs> yes. I usually enjoy them, but you know, there comes a point where it becomes too much at once in one day and I have to just step aside for a little bit. Gotcha. So yeah, it's important to uh, take time for yourself and for your brain yeah. to relax because yes. <laughs> um, it can get fried. Um, and I do like early morning, like prayer time, quiet time. You know, usually if I get a little bit of time in the morning, um, just to kind of set my mind right, do a few things for myself. I usually you know, exercise, read, um, or listen to audiobooks, or just do something that's kind of restorative, as well as review my goals, review market statistics, you know, so I kind of have a little routine that I go through in the morning. So that way, by the time I actually start my day, I feel like I'm already ahead of the curve, and I've already done some mm. things to take care of myself and set myself up. And then I have a very detailed task list that I know exactly what I need to do. And I have it grouped by calls, like who I need to call so I can you know, knock out 10 calls early on, you know, so there's a lot of planning that goes into that. And if you just wait for the day to tell you what to do, you're going to feel behind pretty much all the time. Mm. So. Mike, I might quote that. That's good. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, next question is what is something that even a strong independent, oh, excuse me, strong independent leader like yourself deal with? Um, you know, one of the things that's, kind of be a unique challenge for that, I guess, is like having employees. Um, 
I'm very privileged to have some super people that work for me and I have great relationships with them. Um, and so they've made it pretty easy, but, um, you know, when you have that responsibility, it's not just about you, you have other families depending on your success for their livelihood. So it's important that, um, you have to be in the right frame of mind and you can't depend on just doing what you feel like, you know? So if you, hmm. you come to work and you don't, you feel like you're in a crummy mood, <laughs> like, you know, you can't just slack off that day because you don't feel like working, you know, you can't just be negative and grumpy because that's how you feel you need to make sure that you're um always providing what they need as well in terms of leadership i the best example i can give you that of jordan is um so when i worked on the corporate side i was very fortunate to work for a very uh, successful broker who did you know real estate managed a large office four different offices with real estate agents developed you know commercial real estate apartment buildings was a home builder, did kind of everything in real estate and worked very closely with him. And during the recession, which was the biggest financial crisis of our lifetime and real estate was one of the hardest hit industries, I watched how he handled that. And we, you know, we had a building of people that all lived on commission sales and real estate was tanking. So it's like, you know, if all of a sudden your money supply was drying up, you know, how do you respond to that? It's, it's a very stressful time. Yeah. And um, one of the people that worked for him in the office made a comment and she was kind of a grumpy lady. I actually, she had a lot of those Maxine cartoons in her cubicle and that, cause like that was her, she was just grumpy all the time. And, um, I remember her making a comment, you know, when the news was so bad. I mean, I remember watching on the news at one point in 2008, they were saying like, people won't be able to get home loans anymore, which was false and, you know, junk news, but the media, it was, it sounded really negative. And this grumpy lady at work, she goes, just watch, Dean will get more positive than ever. <laughs> that's exactly right. Like, he would come in and I can he see was, it. yeah, like he was honest with people about the mark and the conditions, but he had to set the example of continuing to forge ahead, regardless of how you felt. So he was the one that would tell people, you know, like good advice of here's how we're going to succeed. Here's how we're going to persist even in difficult times. So he would tell us things like, you know, okay, we can't control the market. All we can control is our clients' expectations. Hmm. So we educate them and inform them. And, and so he, you know, demonstrated leadership by being really a strong person. I, learned, you know, at some point during that time, he was actually losing more than my annual salary per month. Um, when, yeah, because he's holding a lot of, uh, real estate assets and bare ground and, um, that was very expensive and had a lot of overhead. And so, <laughs> you know, we got through that and a lot of companies did not, but I know part of it was because he was the one that kind of had the guts to show up and be determined, like, we're going to get through this. I'm going to support everybody else. And, you know, if, if he was in his office crying and shaking his boots, I'm sure a lot of other people would have just quit. Hmm. Yeah. You're very true. Yeah. That's, that's so right. That is one of the most perfect examples of, um, leading by example, set the tone for everyone else to follow. Yeah. Just offering reassurance, <clears throat> you know, and you can be supportive of people, even when the facts look grim, 
so you know like today i had someone that called in the brand new house that they're buying and moving into they may not be able to close because the people buying their house just decided they want to back out like two days before closing and they have no good reason why and they're you know it's it could change everything for them mm. so I kind of deal with people in crisis a lot and we can't change the facts, but being someone with a calm demeanor that can provide information, provide counsel and support, just your, your confidence and mannerisms will help. But you, I mean, you have to know your stuff and be honest, you know, just BSing your way through just really doesn't work very well. <laughs> yeah. You know, people might feel it, but, but you know, you can be honest with people, but still, be like the eye in the the hurricane, you know, be the calm in the center of the storm. And I found that that a lot of times people will comment later, like that that's what helped them is when, you know, we're dealing with all this crazy stuff, you know, that the, they could call and I was supportive and encouraging and, you know, I wasn't freaking out. So. Hmm. Yeah, that's, that's great stuff. Um, so this is another one kind of jumping off of that. How have you positively impacted others in your journey to success? Well, um, so I spoke, I, so one of my new team members has, you know, just come back into real estate and she's just really excited. She's been home with, um, you know, kids, one that has some special needs. And so for her just to be able to be, able to be successful at something and be coached on how to do a good job and how to, how to make sales, how to help people and just be out in the world again. Like she's just so enthralled with everything. <laughs> she's, you know, I guess, again, I have some really, I'm really fortunate to have some great people I work with, but just her level of enthusiasm for how this is changing her life, you know, to be able to learn and grow and develop as a professional, that's very rewarding. Mm. Um, so again, if you're going to help others for one, generally you have to know more than they know. So learn, Yeah, <laughs> you a... know, learn a lot. Um, that was one thing I spoke at our office meeting last week, just because of the sales volume, they asked me to speak to the other agents and, you know, so one of the things is kind of the same question, but it was the idea of like, I'm always learning, always, always learning something new. So I listen to, you know, podcasts and audiobooks pretty much all of the time. Um, I'm always looking for a new way to learn something. So you, if you compile that attitude and approach where you are the input, you know, if you're constantly learning, there's, there's so many people around us that are smarter than us, or at least in a specific area, you know, all you have to do to gain that is listen to them, you know, listen get their book, read their information, you know, talk with, with successful people and you can talk with the most successful people in the world. You can get their advice if you will read their books, hmm. if you, you know, you can get their advice. So having, you know, like at this point over like 20 years of that kind of attitude and approach in my professional career, where I'm constantly absorbing really high quality information from the best people in the world that has a massive impact. So when you know more than other people know, you're going to generally earn more than other people earn too. You know, it just goes hand in hand that you can add more value when you have more knowledge to share. Yeah. Be smart. That's a great point. <laughs> be smarter than other people and they'll listen to you. Um, but yeah, that was all my questions. Is there any uh, few words of wisdom that you would like to grant up and coming people that are struggling to land success 
sure and that's pretty much it like anybody can do it <laughs> so um i think the important thing to know about being successful is you don't have to be good at everything to be successful you don't have to be the smartest person to be successful you you know all you really have to do is get really good at a few things so you know because we have a specialized society you know, like I have a foundation guy that, I mean, he shows up and works for a day and gets at least 600 bucks <laughs> for whatever he touches. Okay. Well, you know, he probably did not score great in algebra or, you know, I'm just guessing. I have no idea how he did in math in high school or whatever. Um, you know, it's, there's so many things like he doesn't know or doesn't do well, but he is really, really good at this one specific area so again if you will apply yourself and learn as much knowledge as you can and get as much experience as you can in in a focused and concentrated area that generally is always going to pay off in that you can be successful in that so one example i like to use is a friend of mine in my first real estate office um back oh gosh i don't know when you were really little <laughs> um he was the number one realtor in the state of Iowa. He was also recovering like he had been a crack addict. <laughs> so, oh, wow. you know, it's and that was just like a miracle of God. Really, I could tell you his testimony was amazing. But, um, you know, so <laughs> or the crack gave him hyper focus well, and he just yeah, started studying. He's still, he's still got an addictive behavior, but now it's just so amazing. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a real estate Anyways, positive message. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying like. You know, he wasn't the best at everything, but he was extremely good at a few things. Hmm. So again, if you will apply yourself, like how long does it take to get good at HVAC tech stuff? I mean, you go for a year and get a certificate, right? I'm pretty sure. So, and then, you know, you can go to work for somebody and you can learn from them, you know? So if you will apply yourself, anybody can be successful at something, you know? Everybody's got a gift. Like God has given everybody a gift or talent that the world needs. So if you will just focus on things that you enjoy that provide value to others and you will learn as much as you can about the area and just go get experience and work in that area, you know, you can develop a lot of skill set that will serve others and that will take care of you and your family and, you know, provide you with an income. Great words from the successive Tabitha Elliott. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time tonight. Yes. I'm sure you could be working on other things for the real estate market, but I appreciate you giving well, your you time. I cut it us. off at 10, so, you know, you, you found me at the right time of day. <laughs> <laughs> Except for the occasional client call at midnight whenever they just feel like calling you only like if the client's deployed overseas like, okay. okay i will talk to you at one in the morning but i don't normally do that <laughs> <laughs> well thank you so much again i'm gonna go ahead and end it off um okay great questions Jordan. yeah you bet have a great night i guess i'll see you <laughs> um take care everyone